You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. This is my podcast. I hope it finds you well. I hope you've been able to enjoy the lovely spring weather, at least that we're having here in Charleston or have had. Um, We've had a couple cool days, but for the most part, it has been such a lovely spring and actually felt like a spring You know, sometimes here in the South, it goes from winter to summer and there is no in between. (laughs) So it's been very refreshing to have a true, a true spring. And this past weekend might have been one of the most lovely weekends I've certainly had in the past few months. (laughs) My really close friend was in town visiting. Um, He actually is the one who introduced me to my husband. So shout out to him, Julian. Um... And we spent pretty much the whole weekend outside, all of, all three of us. We did all kinds of different outdoor activities. We went to the park. We did some walks uh, in kind of like the swamp um, creek areas. We went to the beach. We did, um, I mean, just so many different kind of environments and it was super nourishing to me. Just being outside is the most nourishing thing to me. Um, and obviously, I'm not the only one who's like that. It just, it's so natural for us to be outside. It's really unnatural to be indoors all the time. And I know it's quite unfortunate considering what's happening. And lots of um People are trying to force us to stay indoors, which is very, very unhealthy in general, Um, not just for our sanity, but literally for our immune systems. It is horrible. I mean, imagine we're sitting inside these, you know, you know, boxes that are covered in sheetrock and paint, and it has been tested that the air quality in our homes is extremely toxic. The average house has way more toxins just floating around than the air outdoors. So, you know, it's we've been sitting inside for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it is going to play a big role uh, and be a big hit on our immune system. So being able to go outside, even if it's just sitting on your porch or, you know, opening a window even, right? I mean, get getting a draft or getting some fresh air in can really be helpful for us. Um and, and being in different environments is also extremely beneficial. So like for me this past weekend, I was at the beach. I was in the woods. I was, you know, near the creek. I, I had all of these different environments, which also have different microbiomes. So being in a different uh, environment that has a different diverse, you know, ecosystem is extremely beneficial for our own microbiomes. So Zach Bush was one who actually taught me about that. Uh, He's a doctor who I've talked about before on this podcast, and he is, um, I had never thought about it like that. You know, obviously I am very interested in the microbiome. It has been something that I have spent years studying, and I think that's very fascinating. So trying to expose yourself to different um, regions or, you know, different areas, whether that be, you know, near a creek or in the woods or whatever you can do is only going to help your own microbiome, um, by getting all the different microbes that are in that environment. So I feel like, you know, my past weekend was so great for me, you know, for my mental health, but also strengthening my immune system. Obviously I, I'm big proponent of the sun, uh, obviously in moderation and responsibly, but the sun is the, you know, is where we get our vitamin D. Vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. So being able to enjoy the sunshine a little bit every day is extremely helpful and also boost our immune system. So it was a really great weekend. I, I feel for you if you were not lucky enough to enjoy the outdoors, or maybe you don't like the outdoors. I know there's some people who don't, But I do think that it is, for the most part, ingrained in us to, you know, be outside. So it was a lot of fun. Um, And I look forward to this weekend. I think we are going to have a picnic with some of our friends and basically just 
try to recreate last weekend, which was be outside as much as possible uh, as long as the weather is nice. So hopefully you are able to do that as well. So uh, I think we're just going to get straight into today's episode, which I'm really excited about. My guest today, I found through my cousin. We actually talk about it at the beginning, but my cousin introduced us because she was her hairstylist and basically after I guess she got to know uh, Sarah and obviously my cousin knows me she was like you should absolutely follow my cousin she's into all the same things you are so we haven't met in person but we connected on social media this is why one reason that social media is really great this is one area that I that I approve of <laughs> and so I just started following we started following each other I started reading more um, of her post and hearing more about her story and I thought that it was very compelling and sounded similar to my story and a lot of other people's stories and I thought it would be fun for her and I to chat about it all. So my guest today is Sarah McGrew and we chat about her story in her late 20s. She started having lots and lots of health issues her hair was falling out. She was anemic. She went to all types of different doctors. She even went to the Mayo Clinic and no one could come up with a real solution. They kind of had told her she was gluten and dairy intolerant, but that was about the extent of it. So with this, you know, she was having all kinds of different symptoms, hair loss, anemia, uh, anxiety, panic attacks, you know, pain, digestive problems, and she went on her own healing path, as many of us have done. She's sought out different types of doctors, like I said, went to the Mayo Clinic, but eventually she found a functional doctor who suggested that she do plant-based, and it was miraculous. It's kind of like the tale, tale as old as time, as I say, and all of her symptoms went away. Her hair started growing back and she really had her life back. So today we chat all about this. We also talk about the shame that sadly comes along with being sick, her raw plant-based diet and her identity crisis that she went through, which happens to a lot of us when we have to do a lifestyle change or we become ill. Um, We also touch a little bit on my story and how I became plant-based. We get into FMTs, fecal microbial transplants, so much fun, uh, and how shifting our thoughts and beliefs can actually heal our bodies. So without further ado, here is my interview with my lovely friend, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hello there. How are you managing this weird time? <laughs> it has definitely been strange. Um, I do hair for a living, so my everyday environment is I'm very connected with people and conversations and things. Yeah. So um, I would say the first week I was kind of like, this is nice to be disconnected. <laughs> and then like a week into it, I was like, what is my purpose in life? What <laughs> doing here? What's, I need a schedule and it's, it's existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. bit of a roller coaster ride, but yeah. Yeah. Well, right before um, I hit record, we were just about to chat of how we met. So, well, we haven't met in person. This is the first time we've actually talked, but uh, I guess we learned about each other through my cousin, who you do her hair, Dakota. Yes. Yeah. So I think she had sent me a message or something. She was like, oh my gosh, I have a new hairstylist and she's amazing and you would love her and she's plant-based and all these things. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, she's Yes. <laughs> I think I was drinking like my green smoothie or something while I was doing her hair. And then we talked about plant-based diets and stuff like that. And she's like, you've got to follow her Instagram. And oh, gosh. that was it. I wish I could get her to be plant-based, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> Definitely. I have sent her some recommendations for different, um, 
like hormone balancing supplements and things. Cause she, like a lot of us has had, you know, hormone problems, uh, which mm-hmm. is so common these days, but, uh, yeah, you know, small steps. Um, we don't always get her overnight. Uh, so I would love to know your story because I know, I don't know much. I don't know. I don't know any of it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, gosh, I, it has been a long journey to get me to where I am now, where I'm like fully, uh, I'm basically raw vegan. I would say I'm 90% raw and I cook food mm-hmm. from time to time, but, um, let's see, I'm 38 now. And when I was 28, um, I started noticing First thing I noticed was I was getting like really brittle hair and I was just Mm. chronically fatigued all the time. Like I could take a three hour nap every day and sleep hard and just super tired. Um, Digestive issues. Those were probably like my first kind of three things that I was like, this is not normal. I'm in my twenties and I feel awful. Mm. Um, And that was probably about two years that I spent going to like every doctor under the sun being like, my hair is coming out in clumps and food is running right through me and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Were you this whole time? Um, were you in South Carolina or where were you? I had was just moving to South Carolina. I lived in Georgia Oh, nice. and it was right around the time that I was moving to South Carolina Mm-hmm. to be with my now husband. We were dating long distance. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I moved here, I was like, I'm sick all the time. Have fun oh, with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, basically I was just like anemic and, mm. um, found out, you know, I'm gluten intolerant, dairy intolerant, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so but they didn't, kind of, but they didn't have like any clear answer for you. It was just like, we don't know what's wrong with you or. Yeah. Like my biggest concern I would say in the beginning was like, every time I eat food, it's running right through me. Like I'm not mm-hmm. digesting food mm-hmm. and which is what led to anemia. And mm-hmm. the doctor put me on, um, fiber. She was like, take some fiber. And I was like, for the rest of my life. But like, why, <laughs> you know, why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and at this so, time you were not, you are, you were not plant-based. No, not even normal, before. normal, standard American diet. Standard American diet and mm-hmm. drinking a lot and, um, you know, doing whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, um, it took, it took two years for me to come across a doctor that was more of a naturopathic doctor that was like, let's cut gluten out of your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, And prior to that, I had had like such bad hair loss that I was getting sent to Mayo Clinic. I had a surgeon cut a a huge chunk out of my scalp for a biopsy. I mean, it got to the point where I was just like a science experiment, you know? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, And they were just like, well, your hair follicles aren't working. (laughs) <laughs> and but why they're not asking why they're just like they're just like they're not working so yeah or giving me a solution the doctor at Mayo Clinic literally was like we are diagnosing you with it was like this you know huge word and I was like what does that mean and he was just like you have chronic hair loss and you'll <laughs> never grow it you'll never grow it back and what? so yes and, um, oh it was just devastating. And also what's frustrating is like, you know, we always think that Mayo is, you know, the, in, like the, the, the pinnacle of, mm-hmm. you know, the healthcare world. Like if you go to Mayo, they're going to help you, they're going to fix you. And I've heard more, you know, uh, stories like yours, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. We went into it thinking like, oh my gosh, this is going to be our saving grace and we're going to get our answers. And I mean, it was just like, they were herding cattle through that place. It was just, you know, I mean, it was very business. So yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so when I removed gluten from my diet and I kind of cut back on drinking and, um, the doctor I was working with at the time, I was just, she started me off on a candida diet. Have you mm -hmm. heard of that? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, I did, you know, the candida diet for like 30 days, no sugar whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I didn't even yeah. have like fruit. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I did that for a few months and sure enough, all of a sudden my hair started growing back. <laughs> And I was like, huh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> it was that it's simple. Yeah. I mean, not that um, that's simple, but I mean, the fact that no doctor gave you, no, you know, MD gave you that solution. Yeah. Yeah. And told me it could never happen, you know. Right, right. Um, and eventually I kind of slipped back into a sloppy diet. I was still gluten-free and, but you know, I started drinking again and just got more sloppy with my diet mm. and things started happening again. You know, my wow. thyroid wasn't working and my hair loss came back and, right. um, you know, rashes, all wow. that fun stuff. Yeah. 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 Which is a clear, you know, indication that there's a digestive problem. Any skin disorder is, can be linked to your digestive, um, yeah. digestion. So no wonder, you know? Yes. But that probably uh, confirmed to you. I mean, it's almost sometimes a good thing when, you know, when that happens, cause then you really realize, Oh, well that way I w was living when I did get healthy, you know, felt better. It yeah. Made, you know? Yeah. The power of your diet for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how long did it take you to, you know, change back? Uh, you know, I feel like I, I really bounced back and forth. I struggled with like changing my lifestyle so much because leading mm -hmm. up to it, I, I was a very like free spirit. I do whatever I want, whenever I want, mm -hmm. however I want. And, you know, um, all of a sudden I felt like I was living my life with these like really tight reins. Like you can only eat this, you right. can't do that. You can't drink alcohol anymore. And I was just like, who, well, am, who I? am I? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and I definitely felt like, uh, like, a, like an identity crisis, you know, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to understand that's what I was going through. So mm -hmm. I really flirted with it and kind of danced on a, a line with it, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And I kind of kept myself in a place of like, not super sick, but not super healthy either. You know, mm -hmm. um, so some years, I would say I kind of went back and forth with it. Right. And then last April, I started working with a plant-based uh, doctor. Nice. Um, in, yeah. in Charleston, she was actually in California at the time. Uh, yeah, of course. My <laughs> husband found her, bless him for finding her. Wow. Um, but she's the one who put me on a raw vegan diet. And I, again, went through like an identity, like I'm already gluten-free, dairy-free, this and that. And now I, you know, can only eat plants and kind of had a <laughs> meltdown about it. <laughs> Full <-blown> meltdown. <laughs> Um, but like five days into it, I was like, oh my gosh, I am a whole new human being. Wow. Yeah. It didn't take long to feel the effects. Like physically, mentally, or all the things? All the things. It was like, I had energy and, um, prior to it, I really suffered with a lot of anxiety and, um, pretty regular panic attacks. Mm. Um, and it was like five days into it and me and my husband were hanging out and we were just talking and I started laughing and he was like, I do not remember the last time you laughed like that, you know, Aww. just like feeling good. Yeah. So, um, I would say mentally, I almost felt a difference mentally as much, if not more, you know, yeah. than Same. with health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's been cool. I mean, I think just not consuming, you know, dead animal flesh, <laughs> uh, yeah. which, you know, karmically cannot be good for us. You know, you're like taking on that energy of pain and, uh, and stress, you know, and, and talk about anxiety, like those animal, I've talked about this before with different, uh, guests, but I mean, it just makes sense. You know, if those animals are so 
anxious and stressed out and, and then you eat the flesh that has been, you know, had all those stress hormones released in it. I mean, no wonder most people in America are on some type of anxiety drug, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And I definitely feel like that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you consider yourself like, a, did you go down the path of like learning about factory farming and stuff too at the same time or just like the plant-based part? Yeah, I, I had dabbled with like learning about that, um, a little bit before anyway, but once I was like, this is going to be my new life, I just absorbed as much information about it as I could to help reaffirm why I was doing it. Totally. Totally. And I went from like really freaking out about it to just like wholeheartedly embracing it and being like, why did it take me so long to get (laughs) here? You know, same, same. Uh, so, and I just love animals so much. I grew up, you know, basically on a farm and it's just yeah. like how I just was so disconnected for so long, you know? Yeah, we all are. I mean, I, yeah. I was same. I mean, I was raised with every type of animal. I mean, we had horses, we had a goat one time, we had bunnies, oh. <laughs> we had, my dad did have a couple of cows for fun. Uh, and we had like a little baby calf named Snowball who, something happened to his mother, you know, and we had to be bottle fed and yes. I mean, it's just crazy to think that, that, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really connect it. I think that I, I mean, I connected it to some degree because I, I was always freaked out. I was that kid who like picked through their meat because it, you know, if it had cartilage and like all these weird little, it weirded me out. Like, and I would pick through it, you know? And, and so like, I really just ate the things that didn't resemble being an animal as much like, like, uh, you know, deli meats that was easier. It doesn't look like, you know, yeah, like it, it was attached to an animal. Uh, I love chicken nuggets as a kid, like all those kind of things. Um, yeah, but yeah, it took me, it's amazing how long, you know, but I didn't know anybody growing up that was vegan or even vegetarian. I don't, I mean, if there was, if there were people like that in my town, like nobody talked about it, <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah. Um, and now it's such a conversation, I think, because I guess uh, exposing of the factory farms and videos and all the stuff that's surfaced the last like 10 years. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of fortunate in a sense that we do we do get to have that information and make a choice or a decision with it where, you know, other people just didn't know years ago, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, I mean, I'm sure all of this has gotten progressively worse because, you know, there's all this argument, well, like, oh, well, you know, your grandmother ate meat, which my grandmother yeah. lived to be 95. Like she had no, I had t- both my grandmothers, one lived to be 95, the other was 92. And, and one of them had absolutely zero health problems, right? Like the other one did have some heart problems, but, um, you know, there's lots of other factors. And first off, they were not eating the same type of meat that we eat today. It was completely different. And it was less often, like, you know, they didn't have access. It was more like special occasion. Like they didn't have fast food restaurants like we have now. I mean, the food is just disgusting. Like there's no comparison of what our grandparents ate when they were our age to what people are, you know, people are eating today. Like. Definitely. Completely like apples and oranges (laughs) oranges <laughs> yeah <laughs> apple apples and broccoli like not even in the same like you know it's not even fruits i mean it's like fruits to grains anyways um <laughs> yeah well it's amazing what you know also it's amazing what the human you know spirit can go through <laughs> like yeah you know, and, and you start to just think that it's kind of normal to feel a certain way. I mean, I'm glad that you obviously recognize, well, it's sometimes you get pushed, I guess, to, yeah, you get pushed to the edge, you know, like you tolerate it for so long because you start to think that it's normal. And then eventually like, you're like, no, this is probably not how I'm supposed to feel at 28 years old. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like I had my back up, you know, against a wall. I was just definitely at my wits end mentally and physically and, you know, just couldn't even imagine living the rest of my life like that. Really. It's a horrible way. Like anxiety is the worst thing to have in your body all the time, you know? 
Um, well, and then that's also the digestive, you know, uh, digestive, the gut connection. I mean, yeah, with the anxiety or any type of mental issue is uh, is an imbalance in our gut. So, and most people have some type of imbalance. I mean, if you're eating inflammatory foods, <laughs> which it's so fascinating, them. you know, and it, but yeah. it's so sad too, that so many people go to doctors for help with mm-hmm. that. And it's like, well, take this pill. And, um, I just saw a commercial the other day for a antidepressant that it was like studies show that this, uh, pill is not accurate or it's not, it's not effective. But if you add this pill to it, oh my gosh! I swear it was like keep taking what? it, even though it doesn't work. But combine this pill with it, and weird! I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, this was just like last week. Wow, <laughs> those commercials blow my mind. Like oh, they too. are so dis- disheartening because they show these people and they're they're frolicking in a field and they're smiling <laughs> and they're so happy and look at them, they're eating whatever they want. And all you have to do is just take this pill for the rest of your life. But yeah. side, effects, side effects could include leukemia, bleeding of the rectum. Like <laughs> then it goes right. off on like, you know, 50 things that could happen and death. And I'm like, wow, that, that sounds not appealing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Paralysis. <laughs> Paralysis. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. And I get it. I mean, I, I understand that it would be great if you could take a magic pill, but there is no magic pill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are synthetic chemicals that are only going to cause more problems, but, but, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, everybody's on their own journey and I mean, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, people will come around. And I do think that it is changing. I mean, more people are aware of the power of, you know, food and, and also your thoughts. I mean, you know, yeah. Exercise, that kind of stuff. So do you not, you don't drink alcohol at all anymore? I don't. Um, that, that was a tough one for me just because that was like my social, you know, yeah. outlet. Especially oh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, um, it's hard to be, I mean, I really think, I mean, Charleston is definitely like a party town and a drinking town. But when you think about it, like pretty much every city is like, that's what people true. do, you know, like that is like, that's the social atmosphere of America. I mean, it is true in, in other countries too, I guess, but I mean, it's just kind of unfortunate. It's also unfortunate that like you can't go out and get mocktails because that's my thing. I don't really drink either. Like it's just not like, well, like when you're trying to heal your body, the last thing you want to do is put poison in your body. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. um, so I really, I don't, I don't drink very often. And if I do, it's like the next day I'm like, why did I do that again? That I don't really, totally. Feel yeah. you know, but yeah, there's just not that many places that have um, like mocktails or like kombucha because I like to still go out like with my friends. Mm-hmm. I just don't really want to have a cocktail. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I kind of struggle with that. Like, um, just like, I mean, I like to go out in the right environment, but mm-hmm. I cannot sit somewhere with a bunch of other people that are drinking. I just don't yeah. enjoy it. I wish I did, but. No, I agree with that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't, how is this so fun, you know, when you're doing it, but when you're not, you're like, this sucks. (laughs) I know. I guess I never do. I never actually do. And I'm like, yeah, I like to go out. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) When I do, I'm like, no, I'd rather not do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go go for a bike ride or something. Yeah. I'd much rather do like day activities anyways, you know, like, but I, I get the identity crisis because I, I mean, I spent you know, a lot of my twenties doing the same things that most 20 year olds do, which is go out and drink. And Uh yeah, I mean, I am thankful though, at the end of the day, like it obviously was not an enjoyable at the time way to get here, (laughs) but had it not happened for me this way, I don't, I don't know if I would have gotten to this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's tough to go through the battle, but worth it in the end if you can claw your way through it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you uh, you clawed your way through it. It's similar to to how I did. I mean, years of pain and agony, and nobody really giving you any 
any direction and, and, you know, you kind of having to, to figure it out on your own or being led to, to someone who could help you figure it out, you know? Yeah. How did you, um, end up getting plant, but like, was it yeah. one step or did yeah. it take you? So mine is kind of crazy um, in that, I mean, I, like I had digestive problems, um, ulcerative colitis and the doctors, um, of course, never gave me any answers. I remember one of the first doctors, and I really liked this doctor. I liked her as a person, you know, but I remember asking her like, uh, should I, you know, is there a specific diet? Because especially when, when you have a digestive problem, right? Like you would think logically like, oh, like what I eat is, could make a difference of, you know, how I feel. Right. Well, yeah. no doctor ever said anything about that. Right. Not mm-hmm. a single one. And when I asked, I remember asking about gluten-free cause this was at the time that gluten-free was kind of like hit, you know, becoming trendy, I guess, or becoming a thing that like people were doing. Yeah. And I was like, should I go gluten-free? Like, is there a certain diet? And she was like, well, no, it's probably not going to make a difference. I mean, you could try it, but it's not going to make a difference, you know? And I was like, well, whatever, I'm going to try whatever I can. So I did, I went gluten-free first. Um, and it was more of the like gluten-free, like just replace, uh, replace everything that had gluten in it with, you know, gluten-free options, which are not necessarily that healthy, but, um, but it was still, yeah. a step, right. Um, but I also wasn't very diligent about it. I would, still like sneak things here and there and anyways um, so so that was kind of the first step and then I did start I started doing research on my own because I I tried some some drugs they just actually made my situation worse um Mm -hmm. so I was like screw this I'm not taking this like this is not helping anything so I researched different diets um and I did find like people who had done, you know, uh, I, f- I found out about the specific carbohydrate diet. So I tried that. I tried paleo. I literally actually tried paleo, which like looking back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because I had already started watching some of those documentaries. Like I had watched Cowspiracy and the, it was starting to affect me like mentally, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat pork, uh, for sure, which I never really liked it that much anyways, but I was still eating like chicken. I would get like rotisserie chicken at Whole Foods. I did feel oh yeah, about it, you know, I felt weird about it, but I was like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, chickens aren't that smart anyways. But now I know, I know different and that's messed up thought process. <laughs> you know? Why is it, it, let's say hypothetically they aren't that smart, but does that make them less worthy to live? No. Um, but, <laughs> So then, and then I would, I was making bone broth, which I also felt bad about because I love cows, but I was like, okay, this comes from, these bones say that they're humane, you know, quote unquote, Uh uh that means nothing. Um, Uh But I was making the bone broth. I was doing all the things, right? I I was doing the paleo diet. I literally got worse, um, Uh. way worse into when I eventually I... I, uh, I traveled to England and had a uh, fecal microbial transplant done. Uh, several of them. What was it? It's called an FMT. It's a fecal microbial transplant. Huh. Have you heard of that? I have not. Okay. So uh, an FMT, which I think it's kind of like still at the beginning of what, well, just like the microbiome research is kind of at the beginning of its, uh, the four, we're, we're kind of at the forefront of that, right? Research and FMTs are as well. So basically they take, it sounds crazy, but they take the poop of like a healthy person <laughs> who has, you know, a really good microbiome, good bacteria balance, all that kind of stuff. And then they implant it into the sick person. Oh my gosh. It basically recolonizes the colon with healthy, you know, healthy bacteria, like a balanced mm-hmm. bacteria, right? So I traveled, like my husband, then this is where my husband came in. He, he had found this lady in England because you cannot in the United States, even though this, even though this, this, uh, actually works, <laughs> uh, they will not allow, because it's really cheap, right? It doesn't cost, it's not that expensive. Uh, huh. so they will not do it in le- only to C. diff patients, but it's a last resort. So like for C. diff, they will give you all these other drugs and antibiotics and things like that. Uh, and then they'll give you an FMT, the last, like the, literally the last thing that they do. Um, but for other things, they, they don't, they don't use it on. So we found out about it and, um, 
found this clinic in Bristol, England. Bristol is, uh, is like the health uh, capital, I guess, of, of England. It's like the, like there's lots of different hospitals and clinics and research and all that kind of stuff. So we found this lady and I went and we were there for 10 days. I did FMTs like once a day. Um, she was amazing. The whole experience was amazing. It was kind of like a spa setting. Uh, and I really, this is when I really also, we would have like therapy sessions. So there, it was, a, it was, she had a mind, body, spirit, spirit approach to it as well. Um, Me which I had never really had any, any of the functional doctors that I'd been to before that had never really talked to me about. Right. I mean, a little mm -hmm. bit, they'd ask like your childhood or something like that, but it wasn't like diving into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot, this is, this is getting long, but anyways, uh, so when I came back, I was on a sabbatical. I was not really, I was working some, but not very much. Um, at this time I was full blown, full, full-time artist. And, um, I ended up in the hospital because apparently this whole time before I went to England, I was anemic. I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, had my, I had my blood work done. No, I had two doctors look at my blood work. Nobody told me anything. They told me that I should just take an iron pill. Yeah. And which like, if you have a digestive problem, an iron pill is not going to even be absorbed. Like it's just, it's just going to do nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I came back and I ended up with all these weird, uh, like, um, I don't know. They were, and they're not really, really whelps, but they were these painful spots all over my legs. It, it ended, it ended up being like a manifestation from all, I mean, my body was just completely like shutting, like just total, total havoc, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I was, in, I was in the hospital for three nights getting, I, uh, getting blood transfusions. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Because my ferritin was a three, like basically like I went to the, I went to this leg doctor because I had this other thing on my knee that was weird and painful and they like inject it, you know, like tried to uh, take out some fluid to see what was wrong and blah, 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 blah. And then my husband was like, Oh yeah, she had her uh, blood work done, you know, a couple of days ago. Cause I was nervous. Um, about my blood work. And he looked at the, the leg doctor, um, looked at it and was like, yeah, you need to go, you need to go admit yourself into the hospital right now. You could have a heart attack and die. Wow. Um, I was 30 years old <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we, I mean, I could barely walk at this time, like walking because my legs were in so much pain. I couldn't even walk. Wow. So basically it was literally at that moment that I was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like I am not doing paleo. It has done nothing for me. I, I don't even want to do it anymore. It feels wrong. And I'm going to go plant-based vegan. Like I'm going to figure it out. Wow. And I had had a friend, one of my best friends had, uh, has had Crohn's and she had had really great luck with being plant-based. And she also has been a vegan for a long time. But, um, so, so that also sparked it. And again, like I just didn't feel right about it. So that was the beginning and it did take me some time cause I was figuring it out and researching on my own about like, you know, just, um, well, everything. I mean, it's overwhelming. It is. <laughs> There's a lot for sure. <laughs> and you don't um, want to do it wrong. You know, you want to make right. sure you're doing it right. Right. And I did, I got to about 90%, but there, uh, I wasn't fully, it, it took me some time to get fully healed. And the last piece of the puzzle was basically like my mindset and my mind, because I think I had gotten to, you know, this point of, I mean, I had PTSD from like the hospital and like, I mean, just all the things, you know, like just yeah. very traumatic and being sick for years. And also like, it's not that I wanted to be sick, but I started to believe that I would never heal, you know, and it, I had to shift those thoughts and, uh, you know, I was journaling and trying to do affirmations and trying to truly believe like you can't do this and like telling, you have to tell your body like what to do, honestly. Like you yeah. Really yeah. And it sounds crazy, uh, but it's, I mean, mind over matter, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but it's tough because I feel like, I mean, for me personally, I had a lot of, um, you know, doctor kind of like the doctor at Mayo who was like, well, you're not going to be able to grow your hair back or, right. I mean, you just, or you'll have people, I had somebody in my life very close to me say, well, you might just have to accept that this is mm. how you are, you oh, know, no, and you don't, no. I know. And it's Ooh. like, uh, um, you don't think it's possible to heal or realize or know that it is possible to heal, you know, and it's, 
Yeah. It's daunting and depressing and that takes a toll on your health too, as your mental totally. state. So, you know, yeah, and, vicious and, cycle. and being told those things, like you mm-hmm. begin to believe that, you know, you're subcon- they, you're absorbing it in your subconscious, whether, whether like your conscious mind is like, well, I don't really believe that, but your subconscious doesn't really know. So, True. you know, I mean, I, I was that way for sure thinking that, I don't know that this is, that I was always going to be sick and I was never going to be able to have a normal quote unquote life ever again. And yeah. 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 So being on the other side. <laughs> yeah. feels really good. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And I think also, you know, like sharing, sharing your story, like sharing my story. I mean, there are other people out there going through what we went through. So like talking about it and giving people that hope and, and just, letting them actually believe that it is true to heal. I mean, is, is huge, you know? Yeah. And it's okay to have those feelings, you know, like it's your, it's part of the process. It's part of working through it. And, you know, totally it's a tough journey. I mean, I had, I mean, I cried pretty much every day for like, oh yeah, you know, like every day I'd wake up crying. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I had a similar thing with my hair because I was, you know, I was anemic and, and then I did, I went on prednisone and, and I have always had like really, really thick, like I just have a lot of hair and it was Mm -hmm. coming out like great. Like I would just run my hands through my hair and just, you know, chunks of it. Like, which as a girl, I mean, I'm sure as a guy is too, but as a girl, I mean, that is really emotionally like screws with you, you know? It does. And like, I went through a lot of like, I don't know about you, but I went through a lot of like shame with being mm. sick, which looking back on it, it's like, that's so sad, but it's like, I, I went through shame when I was losing my hair and I went through shame if I couldn't, you know, participate and go into the bars or, or whatever. It's yeah. just, um, and it took me a while to recognize that too and be like, this is not anything to be ashamed of, you know, right. and it's not your fault. Right. Yeah, I definitely had that. And and having to like cancel with, you know, things that I want I I wanted to go do things with my friends or family or whatever, but I just like mm-hmm. it was too emotionally and physically, you know, and then I would get nervous of what would happen if I was there, you know, just spiraling down basically. And mm-hmm. Definitely then had anxiety that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> yeah. And it really came out, you know. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So you're pretty much, you, uh, you're raw, 90% raw and then 10% cut. So. Yep. I mean, usually if I cook something, I'm craving like for some reason, sweet potatoes are like my favorite cooked food Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away from processed, but I'm human and I still trip. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I face plant really hard and I'm like, dang it. <laughs> um, but that also I've learned to just like, okay, just pick yourself back up. And Tomorrow's a new day. It is. And yeah. it's always it's always an opportunity to start fresh again and it's okay. Do you do the thing like uh I know like some raw foodist you can cook food you just have to cook it like below a certain temperature or something no you don't do that i mean yeah no um i mean most of my diet um i make a blender of i've got a vitamix and i fill it up to i think you have a vitamix oh yeah i love it i love it so much it changed my life (laughs) oh it is life changing i know Um, I put like a whole pound, the big container pound of spinach in it. I fill it up 75% full of spinach and top it off with like some frozen fruit um, and some flax seeds and water. And I drink a blender a day and that's super filling. Wow. Yum. I mean, I could never eat that much spinach in one day, you know, so (laughs) I don't actually like eating spinach. I like can't stand eating a spinach salad, but <laughs> you have to mask like it to. with the fruit. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's um, a beauty so of spinach. You can't really taste it when it's in a smoothie. So you can't. Yeah. Um, so in between that, I'm, I'm not really hungry for a ton of food. You know, I'll make like a big veggie bowl or something like that, but 
Um, that's why most of my diet is raw is because it's in a smoothie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love um, this time of year. I like crave smoothies like crazy. crazy. Yes. It's yeah. definitely easier when it's warming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. This was really fun to actually get to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And hear your story. So, um, you have, uh, your Instagram, which is, uh, the healing boho. Love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So is that something that is just like a creative outlet or are you hoping to like grow that? Like what's, I think it started out as a creative outlet. I feel like the more I started putting stuff out, um, I got feedback from people that were like, Oh my gosh, thanks for sharing. Or I really needed to hear that. And so now I'm like, I should do something with it Yes, because it's something that I'm super passionate about. Um, right before all this pandemic stuff started happening, I was looking into becoming a holistic nutritionist. Yeah. Um, like I said, I do hair, but I don't want to be behind the chair my whole entire life. And I just feel like it'd be nice to transition over to that. Yeah. and really help people. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I was like, I well, right. <laughs> don't really want to bun- dump a bunch of money into right. Yeah. right now. Right. Right. Um, I'm literally not working right now. So, right. yeah. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, it'll be there. Um, I've, I've thrown out the idea of like starting a blog. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, mm. I feel like it's a lot of time and energy and I'm not sure if it's worth it. I'd be mm. curious to hear your feedback on blogging. I mean, I think it's, it's worth it. Um, well, it's definitely worth it having a website. Um, yeah. for sure. So if you could just get something, you know, basic up, I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, your story and that kind of stuff. But yeah, blo- I mean, blogging is, is, is a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, but I mean, creatively it's fun, you know, and you don't have to like, you could start it out and just don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just say like, I'm going to write one blog post like every two weeks or something, you know, it doesn't have to be all the time. Right. Yeah. And kind of like, if it's, if it's, I kind of want to do it for my own personal, like exactly. this journey. And if somebody happens to come across it and it, you know, resonates with them, then that's right. the cherry on top. And like you said, kind of take the pressure off of it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I, I initially started mine was that I was, you know, making all these healthy recipes and I, I did want to share my story because I did want other people who were possibly going through the same thing to have some kind of, you know, hope and direction that, you know, being a plant-based, being plant-based could help them, you know? Um, yeah. And also like the mind, the mind, body, spirit, uh, aspect of it. So yeah, I think it's, I think you should do it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and now Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You can at least like start researching it more or, um, I don't know. And start getting ideas of, you know, who you want to, yeah. Topics. And because that's kind of the first start, like before you even get the website up, you need to have like a bunch of posts already done, ready, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, and that takes, that takes time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. glad that I got to chat with you finally. Um, I think I told, I felt like we just had so many like linear things totally. every time saw something or listen to your podcast. I was like, me too. Yeah, girl. I know. I mean, <laughs> seeing your stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, yep. Totally. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank you for having me for sure. Okie doke. Well, until next time, peace and plants. Wow. What a story. It sounds all too familiar. But like Sarah and like so many others who have been on this podcast and who have met in real life and clients that I've worked with, you know, we have the power to change our lives. And it all starts with what we put on our plate. Um, and then obviously the next step is what we put into our minds <laughs> with our thoughts because that is a big big thing, uh, hurdle that we all have to deal with. So I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. 
I had such a great time chatting with her. It was so fun to actually talk to her, not in person, (laughs) but through our internet call. And I look forward to hopefully meeting her in the future in real life once the world is in a different state. But if you would like to follow her, I strongly recommend because she posts some really insightful, uh, informative things and inspirational. And her Instagram is at the healing boho. But of course, I will put it in the show notes. And yeah, she's an absolute delight. So as always, thank you so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps with SEO and making it possible for others to find this type of information and find the podcast who are in search of learning more about plant-based, holistic living, all the good things. I also just want to add that I am so thankful for each and every one of you and appreciate you so much listening and tuning in to you know this podcast journey that I've been doing for almost a year or over a year now. And ever since the coronavirus started, I have struggled a little bit to find the motivation and the inspiration to continue with the podcast. Honestly, I don't know you know, everything manifests in a different way. And for me, I just have found it more difficult. I mean, you know, we're all in a, in a strange period of our lives and I'm trying to have more compassion for myself. So I hope that you will find compassion for yourself, no matter what you're going through right now. Um, you know, it's okay to feel the way you feel, you know, it is completely, uh, logical (laughs) and, you know, you have permission. I mean, not that you really need it, but sometimes it feels good for someone to say that your emotions are validated and, you know, are the way they should be. So, um, but I'm feeling reinvigorated and I look forward to the uh, podcasts that are coming out in the next couple of weeks. I think they're going to be really great. I think you're going to enjoy them immensely and I can't wait for you to uh, to hear them. So I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. And until next time, peace and plants. <laughs>